Hello, welcome to or welcome back to a Runner's Life podcast. This episode I'm focusing on the Valencia Marathon which I recently took part in. Quite simply, this episode is a audio diary of my thoughts in the build-up to the race, during the race and after the race. My target was to work to beat my PB of 256. I ended up running 258. What this episode isn't is one of those opportunities where a week later you've had time to reflect. It's more of an honest reflection of how I felt in the build-up and immediately after I've crossed the finish line and then a couple of hours later where it's still quite raw and I'm just reflecting on the race. So yeah, with that being said, let's head to the first part of the audio diary. Okay, welcome to the Valencia Valencia time. It's just gone 10.45 in the morning. I've been down to pick up my race bib number and I've met quite a few people. I've seen Blair, I've seen Tommy, I've seen Matt from Sweat Elite, I've seen Elise, I've seen quite a few people. So, and also all the guys from Candy Racing as well, Andy, Chris, all those guys. It's good to catch up with them. And now I'm just gonna get back to the hotel, get some time off my feet, just chill, relax. I think always pre-race, you always have those feelings of like, you know, does this hurt? Does that not hurt? All that kind of stuff. But so far, I'm feeling good. My legs are feeling good. I think I was joking to some of the parents that this is probably one of the only nights that I've actually had a decent night's sleep and slept well and felt rested. <laughs> this week has been pretty terrible in terms of sleep until I got out here. So, but you know, jokes aside, I think my kids are a massive motivator as well. I've got them to do like custom drawings. I say custom drawings, but drawing my socks. It's like a good luck thing for me pre-race. And yeah, looking forward to like having that because I feel like then they're kind of part of you as well when you're running. So that's a, a great feeling. But yeah, I'm looking forward to to tomorrow. Today's just about now just getting back to the hotel, chilling out, fueling up, and just uh, mentally preparing for what's going to be happening tomorrow. Not always easy, but that's what we train for. And that's what I'm also looking forward to because you don't always get that in actual uh, training, you know, it's just you, you've got time or distance, whereas in the race it's something different. So now I'm looking forward to getting out there and, and seeing what I learn about myself. It's 3 p.m. on a Saturday. I've got my feet up. I've just had lunch a little bit earlier. I've been drinking Morton's 160s. Also water is a great way to carb load, but without taking too much on as well. Just kind of reflecting on today and tomorrow and meeting the runners and I think it's more of a nervous thing that people ask each other how are you feeling for tomorrow because I'm sure we're all feeling the same type of thing really it's not a relaxed feeling it's a, an anticipation some people are more excited some people are more nervous for me I feel fairly relaxed I think that will change obviously once you get closer to the race but I think once the gun goes then you're kind of dialed into what you need to do I kind of feel that with the training block, I've done all I can do, to be honest. You're trying to negotiate life and training and everything together, so it's quite tricky. But with some days off, with flu and recovering from that, I feel that I've done the best that I can. Tomorrow, I'm just going to go out there and do my best. Target, I want to beat my PB, 256. And training suggests that it's possible, but, but regardless of what your training says... What really matters is what happens on the day and I know I'm going to do my best. I feel that this time is time away from 
kids and the family and stuff like that. So I always have that as a massive motivation. I think motivation has to be intrinsic for sure, but also the external factor does matter because I'm sure a lot of the parents and people who are carers, you know, whilst we enjoy running and it's time for ourselves, you know, it is time away from people that we love. So they are definitely going to be in my heart, especially the ones that are here, but also the ones that aren't here. And they're the ones that you think about in spirit. So tomorrow I'm just looking forward to it. I'm really excited. I'm going to give it my best shot. You know, I feel that of all the long runs you do on the weekends, all the daily runs, that's really the hard bit. That's the bit that you don't look forward to, the bits where you're just not feeling to do certain runs, you're tired or whatever, or you just had a stressful day or whatnot. And tomorrow really is just the celebration of where it all comes together. So I'm going to give it my best shot and I want to beat 256. So so that's the target. Hi, it's about five to six Sunday morning, race day. The race starts at 8.25 and I'm just getting up now. Actually, I've been up for a little while. Just had breakfast. I eat a bagel with jam, a little bit of orange juice and need to get my bottles prepared in terms of the Morton 320 and I'll be taking that on the race with me. So I'll take one of the race bottles with me, which is about 300, 400 mil, I think. They carry my hands and I'll have two flexible decathlon flasks, about 250 mil. And then I'll have a Joel 100 as a backup just in case, but I'll be generally sipping those three throughout. So it works out just under 160 grams of carbs throughout the marathon, which I find is easier to take through liquid form than equivalent gels. If I had to take that in gels, that would at least be seven to eight gels. So, yeah, I think it's just a bit easier to take the drink mix, personally. But regardless of fueling, I think an important part of the morning is to set your intentions, like what you're going to do. So for me, focusing on overcoming the challenges that come before me, thinking of my higher self, what you can control is doing your best today and having a best moment. My uh, aura ring is giving me some funny data my heart rate is slightly higher than normal but that could just be nerves it's not 10 beats higher than normal so i'm not too sure even though it's saying it's a bit higher body temperature a little bit higher as well so i feel good i don't know whether that could just be hotel room as well a little bit nerves but i don't feel sick i don't feel in a bad place i think if you do then don't do it but then obviously the aura is been pretty good at doing that so that's creating a little bit of doubt but at the same time i'm I'm thinking I'm within fairly safe parameters. So I'll get ready and I feel like I'm in that stage where I'm just getting ready to prepare for the race, prepare my mindset. I want to have a great race. I want to do the best that I can today. I want to enjoy it because ultimately this is something that we elect to do. And ultimately no one really cares about your time more than you do. So I just want to have fun. And I hope that I have a great race and have a great story to tell afterwards, which I'm sure will be the case. All right, signing out just before we're heading out to the race. Well, just finished the race. Uh, it was a tough one. I think it was about 2.58 and change, but I need to check my watch. Uh, it was a really tough one. Uh, I felt okay up to like 10 miles, 15, but I think obviously running three marathons in quite close proximity definitely uh, showed up and said hello. But I'm happy with what I did it's such a the marathon really humbles you to be honest and there's so many dark thoughts that go through your mind like wanting to quit 
so often just and you have like those conversations where you're just like if you just slow down you know and, you, and then you just it's funny how you convince yourself to get out of it i was motivating myself by a can of coke that i've got in my bag i was thinking about imagining having that warm can of coke not the most amazing things but just something to look forward to as i knew the pb wasn't on but i'm just really proud of the effort today you know sub free you know you can't grumble that you just got to respect that and you know after coming off sub three then running off three hours twice then running three sub threes following it it's just a beautiful thing um <laughs> i definitely feel like i don't want to run a marathon for a while for this <laughs> even though boston is next it's almost like it's the furthest thing from my mind right now uh, i just want to chill out and relax but yeah that was a really dark dark moment well, moments towards the end of it uh, so hard my quads are just absolutely burning right now uh, yeah i'm good thank you cheers okay yep yep fine uh, trying to rest but all good happy with that proud with that performance on to the next one let's go Okay, so I'm back now at the hotel and just having a little reflection on how the race went. So from zero miles to 5.5, maybe just under 10K, it was so busy. I was in a sub three pen and it was just congested. It was hard to find your rhythm, hard to find your pace. You were kind of dodging and weaving. There were lots of obstacles that you didn't really see until, you know, it was almost too late. Uh, there was... I didn't think the marshalling at some bits was that great in terms of directing the course. At one section, we were almost veering to the left and like, no, you've got to go to the right. Then we're sort of going over quite steep pavements and banks and then you jump, jump down and go across into you know, a wave of just congestion of other runners. So I, I didn't really enjoy the first five to six miles, if I'm being honest. I think from six to 10 miles, I felt like I was settling into a nice rhythm and a nice pace. And then I think up to 15, I was feeling decent. But then I think from 16, I started questioning my life decisions. You know, you, you ask yourself, why am I out here? It's really interesting because you never really get that experience in training, how much it really tests you physically and mentally. And yeah, I, I, I know it's not um, an experience only universal to myself, but I'd say the last eight miles, in terms of running, I felt decent but just it just felt hard you know not that I couldn't run but it was just uh, a real challenge I was trying to spot the 250 paces they dropped me like a bad habit from the start of the race but they were so far ahead at the start and I just didn't get in the right position it was just so busy and so congested I just didn't really want to waste energy fighting to get through that and it's definitely an exercise in control just to manage those emotions because you're getting frustrated but you just got to sort of chill out at the same time and probably around about 22 miles the sub three pacer caught me up because i passed them probably about mile three i think yeah early on and they caught me up and i was just like oh, man i really gotta pick this up and go so i didn't let them out of my sight which was good i was just like i've got to stick with them and that was a real focus i think like i said earlier in in the morning that my temperature and everything was a bit higher than normal i think when i reflect on it i mean i only recently just come back from the flu so I think that's still in my system and you know when you're running you're putting your body under so much pressure so that is a challenging aspect in itself but I don't want to advocate that I ran above or like 
into dangerous levels because that wasn't the case. So if your heart rate is over 10 beats per minute higher than normal, then it shouldn't really run. But mine was about seven. So I was like on the cusp of it. And then my temperature was slightly elevated yesterday and today from the data from my aura ring. So that was definitely challenging. I think it's definitely caught up with me and obviously running three marathons in 11 weeks is tough for the body. And I definitely consider that if you really want to run optimally, you need to really pick your races. You can't just keep doing them over and over. I think if anyone could take any lessons from what I'm saying here is that even though I went into Berlin really feeling good, I feel like I was on a PB course. London was an amazing experience to do the week afterwards. But Valencia, you know, was that kind of, that part of the running, like, wants to chase those fast times. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Often it doesn't because you're taking a couple of weeks off and then you're back into marathon training with not a lot of time to build into it. So all being said, I'm happy with my, my time. Yeah, so sub three paces. So I passed the sub three paces at round mile three and they caught me up at mile 22 and a half, 23. And I'm probably about, they started to pull away slightly. They're probably about 10 meters away. But I was just determined, I was like, even though I'm not feeling great, not feeling top form, I'm just going to make sure I stick with them. And that was my focus. And, you know, we got to the, towards the end, I got to about 40 kilometers, 42 kilometers. We're still, you know, very close. Then I passed them at, I think, about 500 meters to go. So that was good. Sometimes you just need to have like a marker in your head to, to chase. And But even before that, I was convincing myself of just... <laughs> I've got a can of Coke in my bag. That is my prize. That's what I'm looking forward to when I get back. It's interesting how you have to find ways to motivate yourself, even though you feel absolutely wretched and you tell yourself, why the hell am I running this? Why am I putting myself through this amount of pain? It's, I can't really answer that to you right now. I think I probably, if I spoke about a week later, I'd probably give a different answer. But when you're in it, it's definitely, it's hard work. When I reflect on it, I feel it was a real journey for me to get a sub three marathon. And even though I was targeting to try and go faster today, I am grateful that I could get a sub three again. And because it's not easy, it's not straightforward. And especially like a lot of people are listening to this or amateur runners that are working, they've got kids, you know, rest isn't ideal. Like if I told you my sleeping hours, and the build-up to this race, you'd laugh. I mean, everyone goes on about seven to eight hours sleep. Yeah, good luck if you're a parent because it just don't happen around work. So recovery is a really challenging point. That's just life, you know. But when I reflect on it, three sub three marathons in 11 weeks. And prior to that, I ran just over three hours twice after I ran my sub three first time. So I know what it's like to hit your goal and then miss it twice. I feel like I'm in a stage now where I probably need to dial back. I've got two races next year. I'm just going to focus on them, not add any more races, famous last words. Next year, I've got two races. I've got Boston, I've got Berlin, which I'm looking forward to. But I want to really enjoy having a break now. I'm not going to think about Boston too much. I want to get in to do some cross countries, enjoy my running for the next few weeks, because I think the thing about marathon running is you don't always appreciate how much it takes out of you physically but mentally especially during this race and you know much you you can say as much as you can tell yourself you know i'm going to stay strong and i'm going to tell myself this mantra on the other side of that mantra there's a part of you that's going what the hell are you doing stop everything hurts stop 
and how you deal with that voice, how you make that voice your friend and get it on your side is really important because otherwise, if you don't, you try and fight against it. It just makes it even harder. And I just felt like I was constantly making deals with that part of myself throughout acknowledging, yeah, it does hurt, but, you know, we're doing well. We've done a great time up to this point. We've done a great run up to this point, just a little bit further, a little bit more. Don't let that person get away from you. Stick with the sub three paces, pass them before the finish. So, yeah, you always set little goals for yourself. I think whilst I would have liked to have got closer to my PB, I think in retrospect, it's quite challenging to run a PB after running marathons so close together. So it's something I'll definitely think about in the future. I'm glad that this is the final race of the year. I'm really proud of what I've done. I mean, as much as you can talk about show a limited side on social media and and on the podcast, like no one knows. You know, we all go through similar experiences where training isn't, you know, that heel clicking feeling that we get, you know, when we head out the door. So I'm really happy and I'm really grateful to being able to earn another sub three. And I say earn because it's not something that's given to you. It's not something you can just expect. It's definitely earned through the training. And in reflection, I'm happy with how today went because I don't think I could have done anything different. It's always easy to reflect. You could have done this or should have done this, but you didn't. I did what I could in a day. So I'm, I'm proud to, to have finished with 258. But funny enough, though, the app was playing up initially it said I ran a 158 marathon which is obviously world record pace and then I was 614th or 15th place which is ridiculous because unless we're all just amazing runners I just don't think it's happening but yeah feeling good I'm sitting here with a, an, an Estrella beer my first one I've only had a couple of sips it's always weird having a beer after not drinking for such a long time but no it feels good anyhow Thank you for listening to this Valencia diary, really, of build up to the race and uh, how I felt pre-race and post-race.